1: Sean Ryma, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
0: Why, hello there, seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. It's Friday, I'm Sean, I'm in a really happy mood. Got the Fridays bad today, so I don't know what ridiculous crap is going to happen over the next two hours, but you'll be there for it. And the uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, Okay. Let's uh let's start with the big one, uh, the big story of the day, which was um well there's multiple stories circling around this, the president speaking yesterday um you know it, 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 first off okay and, and I'm actually you know dealing with somebody with dementia right now and in, who's in you know steep decline uh he, he's getting worse. Um, I was telling Trey, you know, when they they do these compare uh, comparisons between what Biden said maybe six months ago uh, with a piece of video and then they play a piece of video from now and they show how he's changed his opinion on something or whatever, Uh, or he's being hypocritical, which is almost all the time. And you can see from the videos that they may show from a few months ago and where he is today, he's he's really getting worse. And I think that's why you, you're kind of seeing less and less of him, and I think that's going to get even worse in the future, uh, in the in near future, because he, he is very obviously getting worse. It was really weird yesterday. Um, obviously, he's reading everything at this point uh very little freewheeling until after he was done uh and you could could you just feel all of the all of the uh the clenching going on with his uh staff that were off camera when he's walking off and they're yelling questions and he stops and turns and you could just hear like all of the staffers like oh
1: here we go oh jesus he stopped he's gonna talk
0: And he he sort of did. Uh, One dude was yelling a question. Another guy off camera uh, was yelling a question about Hunter. and Have you been compromised with China because of your family's business dealings? And he gave that really creepy, evil smile of his and said, give me a break, man. But if you go back to um, the meat of what he was talking about, um, I think, I think it's really not speculation anymore that what happened here is he really didn't know that people were going to find out about the Chinese balloon, the first one, which we apparently watched take off from China. So he was absolutely lying yesterday when he said that, uh, uh, you know, we, we shot this thing down as soon as we could do it safely, which was over the freaking Atlantic after it had already uh you know this this word is highly overused right now but traversed across the country uh apparently he didn't and some dudes looked up and and took some video and that's how the whole how we we all the world came to know about this the spy balloon and it was really embarrassing uh you know again he kind of let it finish its mission before he shot it down which i you know is really the reality of it and uh, uh cuz his ass is owned by china let's face it on i don't want you thinking about joe's butt cheeks, but on the left one it says made in china uh very embarrassing uh for the country for him personally i imagine and so what's he doing now shooting anything that is above a certain altitude just shoot it down just shoot it down man just take it out Trying to look like a tough guy, we find out yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing. It's not really not funny, but I'm laughing about it. We find out yesterday that the man who's you know he, he's got his tough guy Joe veneer on and or tone or whatever you want to call it, and uh, readily admitted with that same confident tone that he has no idea what those three things were that he shot down that he ordered shot down. Said so they could be commercial. It could be Civilian research balloons. I shot them down, and uh, doesn't know what they are. So he's just shooting stuff down. Doesn't know. Doesn't even know what the hell it is. But again, this is all for show. This is so we we, the morons, think that he's a tough guy, which the rest of us know he isn't. He's actually quite feeble. And again, owned by the aforementioned Chinese. We're we're starting to get slowly getting towards a confirmation that the one over the Yukon, and remember, this is the one that he had to confer with Justin Trudeau over. So think of this. Two world leaders, both of them weirdos, and they're conferring on shooting what we now think to be a $12 uh, hobby balloon from an organization, a terrorist organization known as the Illinois, the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. I wanted to make sure I got the Northern in there, so you wouldn't uh, uh, misinterpret me saying something about the Southern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, which I don't even know if it freaking exists. But they're it, 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 just a bunch of dads and their kids, and they they fly balloons, weather balloons. This one was at about 40,000 feet, <laughs> you know? and uh, uh, I guess they've actually contacted, or somebody's talking to NORAD about this. Now the, the audio in the cockpit of these, what, F-22s, is that what they were? I don't know anything about planes. Uh, where they're saying it's so small, I, I don't know. I can't see it. It seems like it's got a line going down to the ground. <laughs> uh, so wow, man. Um, I you know, and these missiles cost what forty thousand bucks a pop or uh, four hundred thousand dollars a pop? These sidewinders or whatever they used on this hobby balloon. One time in, the, in Colorado, I got to ride around on one of these uh, little two-seater jets uh, uh, as a radio promotion thing. Basically, the radio station was trying to scare the crap out of me. And so I, I for whatever reasons, uh, it sounded funny on the air. And so I, I, I got a trip uh, on a little two-seater jet, and the guy purposefully did some maneuvers to make me barf, which, in fact, I did once I got on the ground. Uh, jets. I, one thing I remember from that experience is that jet airplanes move really fast, and so if you're <laughs> if you're in a a jet airplane and you're moving really fast, and the president wants you to wants you to target a hobby balloon at forty thousand feet, yeah, that might be a, a, a kind of a difficult shot. I'm thinking because they they it took them two shots to to get the damn thing. Okay. For all we know, it was a door of the Explorer balloon. We we really don't know. I told Trey. Now I'm kind of concerned about the next Macy's Day Parade. You know, do we have to be concerned about Underdog and SpongeBob? You know, is he gonna lob some sidewinders down Madison Avenue or Broadway or whatever the hell street that damn store is on? Uh, so that's where we are, you know, this is, uh, and meanwhile, so I I tell you what, this has been a really bad week optically for the United States of America on just about every freaking level, because I haven't even gotten to Buttigieg and this town, uh, which apparently is not getting one single dollar from FEMA. The whole town's been gassed, poisoned. Uh, and I I I, I, w- I want to hold off uh, because I'm I'm going to start screaming and yelling and I want to do that after the break. This is Jamie Markley.
1: Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. Uh, News Talk
0: 550 KTSA FM 1071. i I'm Sean. Um. You know, all right. Let's talk about uh, Palestine. Uh, the, the EPA chief, this Regan guy, went there yesterday. Uh, was listening to the folks. He still maintains that everything's fine. Basically, uh, as long as you don't drink the water or breathe the air, you'll you'll be you'll be right as rain. You know. Um, and and, and apparently they're not getting any FEMA money. Uh, you know, the, the the way these people have been treated. Since this began, since that train first went off the the rails, is just some of the worst human behavior I've ever seen. And I was telling Trey this earlier. Right, one of the uh, blessings of my life, I believe, is that I, I I'm basically a small town guy. I've spent most of my life living in small towns. Uh, I grew up in a town called Cape Saint Clair, Maryland, little town off Chesapeake Bay and uh, uh still am very close to a lot of people from that part of the world and uh, then I lived in another little town called Easton Maryland off Chesapeake Bay on the eastern shore I lived there for about I don't know 9 or 10 or 12 years in my in my 20s all the way up to my 30s and uh you know they're they're talking to these people who maybe Two and three generations of this town, and uh, you know it's just a little town, in Ohio, along some railroad tracks, and and you you see them, they're they're pleading for help. They're 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 upset. They're angry. They they don't know if their town is going to survive. Their town may be inhabitable, and you can see it in their faces, and. It's heartbreaking because man, when your when your entire universe is this town, and and, and I I you know this is something I this second time I've said this today. The, the cities are great. I've lived in I'm living in one now. You know, San Antonio is a lot different. We have sort of a small town ethic here, which is really what one of the reasons why I love San Antonio. But I've lived in a couple of other cities. You know, and, and I, I worked in L.A. I lived in Wilmington, Delaware, for a while, and uh, you know. It, it, the cities are great, you know, New York, L.A., Philly, you know, Chicago, whatever, as far as their impact on on the country. But the, the marrow and the bones of this country are the small towns. The small towns really are our strength, in my opinion. That's the real America. That's the true America. And when you've been born and raised in a small town, Okay, everybody everybody's family. Everybody knows everybody, okay? And everybody watches out for everybody. And and when your entire life is that town and your it's your the town of your kids that were born in and you you got little ones and that town's been poisoned and you don't know. You really genuinely don't know if living continuing to live there is going to kill you or kill your kids? You can see it in their faces. They don't know what the future holds. And they're not getting any answers. Um, you yeah, and and people shrug off, you know, well, you know, they just have to go they can't go home for a little while and then they go home once the once this stuff clears out. Well, hey, man, if you're working class, if you're lower middle class, okay, and you work your ass off for what you have. And you got two or three kids. And suddenly, what? You have to come up with the money to go live in a motel somewhere for the foreseeable future? That's a huge financial burden on a on a family. Or a single mom. Or a single dad. You know, and Buttigieg's just, well, what's his reply? Oh, my God, I was gritting my teeth when I heard this. I cannot believe the man is so freaking soulless and stupid. Just absolutely stupid. That he would make such a comment, well, this one's getting a lot of attention, but you know we have damn near a thousand railway uh, 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 derailments every year this this happens all the time, really, okay, apart from the idea that the department the Secretary of Transportation seems to not be all that overly concerned about the fact that this country is seeing a thousand train derailments a year. We had one another one yesterday in freaking Detroit. That's just the norm for Pete Buttigieg. And then to use that number to somehow diminish what has happened to the people of uh, Palestine, Ohio, I, I'm like, is this script, am I seeing this? Was that uh, the, the Secretary of Transportation just said that? And Trey's right, they're not going there because they themselves don't want to get sick. These guys from this freaking rail uh, rail company uh you know they're they're not they're, they're not worried about the the residents, although I'm sure there's plenty of folks in Palestine, Ohio that would like to kick some serious corporate ass. They're not going because they don't want to get sick. Think about that. You're telling these people it's okay. Look, we've uh, observed the particulates, and the count's good. You're all right to go home. Just don't drink or breathe. And yet they themselves won't go. I mean, wow. Uh, You know, I I, I, I love uh, uh, attempting to, you know, use words in a fancy way, but I I saw Kat uh, Timph, who's one of my favorites on on Fox. She was on Gutfeld last night, and she said it it was artless but it was honest and it was true this is so bad that's all she, this and it is this is so bad what has happened to these people from the instant that train derailed uh 2105995555 very quickly uh, here's alex alex how you doing
1: all hey, right ma hey 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 all right Hey.
2: I got the solution, man. We're going to revoke their citizenship, and we're going to make them Ukrainian citizens, and we're going to throw money at them like it's going out of style, and it'll solve (laughs) everything. Because that's what we do for everybody that doesn't have a citizen, isn't a citizen of the United States. This is ridiculous. This isn't even ridiculous, okay? And what's really the, the bigger problem is you do not see a hue and cry from the right. Okay, you don't see anything, and that's what I keep saying. The American sheep are going to do nothing.
0: You're really, not, I mean, yeah, you, you're I, seeing I some outrage here and there, but you're you're right. You're really not seeing a concerted effort by the Republicans to do something about about this.
2: Yeah, Where, where's Jim right. Jordan? You're where's right, Mitch McConnell. I didn't think about Mitch that. McConnell, the turtle. Yeah, yeah, none of them. None of them. Wow! Have a great weekend, brother. All right, you too, man.
3: man. It's
0: really it is it really is heartbreaking. Uh, We'll take a little break and we'll come right back and talk some more about the newest of the day. It's Sean on Newstalk Five Fifty KTSa.
1: Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSa. And we're
0: back news talk nine fifty FM a f m one oh seven one i'm sean hi phone lines are up at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five can we can we lighten it up a bit and talk about don lemon uh, I'll wait for you to stop laughing just because i said don Lemon um you know i i i' mean, i've been in media over thirty years I wouldn't hire Don Lemon to do hog futures in oscaloosa you know I, I i really he's there's less that we talked about this in where and Ryman. that guy checks off the right boxes he's a gay dude okay he's gay and black he's he's a black gay guy all right just like you're, you're currently having to endure the worst press secretary uh, press secretary this country has ever known but she's a black lesbian so it's all good right box checking is really what it's all about Seriously, Don Lemon. I'm 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 not I'm not I'm not being hyperbolic. Don Lemon wouldn't last six months in Market One Seventy. All right, seriously. There's just nothing there. And I I didn't hadn't looked at it from this angle because I don't I don't watch any morning that that kind of crap in the morning. I don't watch it. But Trey had brought up the idea that you know they, they Don Lemon is in the news right now because um, he made a comment on this this stupid morning show that women, uh, he was talking about Nikki Haley, and women are past their prime once they get out of their 30s. Women are in their prime in their 20s and 30s, and he made this jive-ass comment that you can just look it up online and that's what you'll see. And we're, we'll get to that angle here. We'll get to that idea here in a second. Uh, and I really hadn't seen it from this angle, but Trey says, well, you know, the this, this show sucks. He, his numbers suck. He's not on his night show anymore because he killed that audience. And now he's busy killing this audience, and nobody's watching, and so they're trying to be provocative and, you know, all these stories of people stomping off stage and all that stuff. You know, TV shows do that crap when no one's watching, and they want people to watch, and I'm giving them exactly what they want by talking about it. Don Lemon sucks. Again, I'll wait for you to stop laughing. Um, but you know, uh, I, this idea of that, and I I will bring Don and Jimmy and James on in this, if they're, if they're listening, um, the idea that women are, are in their prime in their twenties and thirties. I, I, that's patently not true. And I, I, I've lived with women my entire stinking life. I've only been single about 19 minutes beyond that. I have either been living with my mom or my wife or girlfriend. Okay. That's me. All right. So I've had a lot of years to observe the female condition. And I also have uh, had a doctor tell me this once, okay? Women actually, as far as their enthusiasm and, and their physicality, uh, childbirth is a slightly different thing, but women actually peak in their 40s and 50s. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the female of the species continues to rock on. Yeah. Evolution and nature are are done with our asses at, our, at around 33.
1: Okay, What's <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know, I had a doctor tell me this when I was like 35, and I was just beginning to, you know, start to notice some physical differences. He's like, nature's done with you. Okay, you produced <laughs> offspring. That's your only job in life. And As far as the planet's concerned, you producing offspring is all you were needed for. Nature's done with you, so you have to start taking responsibility for your own health. And I asked him, "What well, you know, women? Women? No, forties, fifties, sixties. Women are still rocking and rolling. Okay, uh, and so Don needs to Don Lemon needs to kind of invert that crap. Okay,
3: <laughs> was, he's insulted. Let's see, Margaret Thatcher, um, oh, other, God. you know. It was I, like a lot I, of
0: great liberal women who were in their sixties and seventies and eighties did a whole hell of a lot. Man. Ruth
3: Bader Ginsburg insulted. Right. Um, I mean, my mom got her degree and master's
0: in her forties. Yeah, I mean, I, women are badass. I mean, they they don't really have a drop off point. You know what I mean? And again, I'm leaving child rearing out of this because that's a kind of a different thing. But as far as who they are and being in or out of their freaking prime. Don Morgan, you think I ought to go tell my wife, "Hey, well, after that birthday, you're really you're out of your prime now." How do you think that's going to go for me?
2: I think <laughs> it'll be followed by a trip to an orthodontist.
0: I think I'll be back in the hospital. Yeah. I, I think you know I get another stay in the hospital right. for a couple of weeks. Another yeah. visit from Havercorn. Uh, I'll be seeing Doctor <laughs> Mark in the in the in the scrubs yeah. once again in my gown. Guys, seen my ass more than my own wife has. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's true, though. I don't, know. I don't know where the hell that came yeah, from, but it's know. absolutely true. All I can true. say is we've all seen your ass more than your own wife has. So. I'm sure you have. But, you know, yeah, so – and I'm not, you know, I'm not an uber fa- – I, I I consider myself an actual feminist, you know what I mean? Uh, not not dudes in skirts, but an actual feminist in that women in large measure, well, frankly, scare me. and uh, And I think that's how nature intended it. Uh, so, I uh, you know, I, I, obviously, I, I don't know if Don Lemon actually believes that crap. I haven't, f- I don't listen to him. I don't watch him. The only time Don Lemon comes into my universe is crap like this when he makes an ass out of himself and it makes the news. So I don't know to what extent a guy like Don Lemon is being on Does he really believe that crap? Or is he just trying to put butts in the seats because the dudes playing to an empty room right now? And he's and he knows it. He's got to know it. <laughs> but point being, no. Don't ever tell my wife that she's not in a prime anymore because 'cause 'cause she'll kick your ass. Two ones and she'll laugh and say dirty things in Spanish while she does it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh we'll take a little break. Oh, actually, let me uh, uh Trey's got something really cool going on right now that I want to mention. Uh, it's his fifth annual Drive to End Hunger here in San Antonio. He's working with the food bank. Uh, They serve over, I mean, when I first saw this number, I almost fell over. They serve over 100,000 people a week. And as you know, seeing all those empty shelves at the HEB, these are tough times. The food bank's biggest need this year, frankly, is cash. Okay, with buying power, they can make your dollars stretch. They can... Feed 7 people with $1. So if you donate $1, you feed 7 people through the the food bank. So anything you add to that $1, you can you can do the math yourself. Uh I I, I you know get, you just go to the website. It's so easy now. You just go to the website ktsa.com. You'll find the page there and you can make your donation brought to you by Stevens Roofing and in part by Airtron Heating and Air, Roof Fix and the Institute for Functional Health. My brother, Trey, wears fifth annual Drive to End Hunger? KTSA.com.
1: At the top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news.
2: Better understand what's going on. And that's really what's
1: happening here. On News Talk 550, KTSA and FM 1071. And
0: and we're back. News Talk 550, uh, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. I got a little distracted. The My Pillow commercial comes on where Lindell is, like, in your medicine cabinet. You know, wouldn't that freak you out? You know, if you, you went to the bathroom in the morning after waking up, open up the medicine medicine cabinet for the tube of toothpaste, and there's Mike, Mike Lindell staring at you. These people are so calm about it. Anyway, uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, we have a few, a few minutes left, and uh, uh, we have uh, Charlie, I think, wanted to talk about the Don Lemon thing. Charlie, how you doing?
3: Oh, Pretty good. How about yourself, Sean?
0: Another day in paradise. Happy it's Friday. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll be on happy. I got, well. I got an easy job. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You got to go through all that news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> That'll poison your mind. So what are you thinking, man?
3: Well, um, I got one comment to say about the women being in their primes. There's a reason fathers brag on their children so much. I just turned 30 a few days ago, and I've got a little four-year-old boy, and I'm already bragging on him every day as a conversational topic because you don't want to look at me
1: anymore. I'm already graying and getting the little gut and everything. So... (laughs)
0: <laughs> right that, that see that's what the doctor had said uh, doctor had said to me it's like the the male of the species purpose is to procreate that's it that's all we're here for and uh and, and that's not saying every dude's got to have kids but it's like you know once that you're past that stage in life you know even though i guess you can produce kids all the way up until your you know 90s or whatever if he can you know well if he can but nature is kind of done with us. That's why every other, in every other species on the planet, very often after you get into your mid-30s, dude, uh, relatively speaking, whether you're a cockroach or a brown recluse or a, a slug, the female will eat you during a, ri- a wine brunch. You know what I mean? Like Once you've passed the, the, that stage, in many other species, the female eats the male you know, and uh, devours them whole because they have no purpose anymore. So why not get a little nutrition? So uh, and yeah, and Don, Don Lemon is tragically home. wrong. You know, we're going to stick out even more with all these uh, pretty ladies around us over here, too. <laughs> well, yeah, well, there you go. And, of course, you know, ladies, do we even know what a lady is anymore? Can you define what that is? <laughs> uh, I, I, Democrats can't. They don't know what a lady is anymore. Uh, hey, man, well, congratulations on on the new child. That's wonderful well thank you sean thank you have a great weekend all right you too yeah that changes your whole world right there uh 210-599-5555 uh i've got a couple of minutes here so uh, one more story because we'll deal with some deal with some more serious stuff when we get back uh we we have a guy in la and this story is about a week old i just haven't it's one of those i've been trying to get to all week Uh, i got a guy in la He's thirty-three years of age. His last name is Ledbetter, I think. And uh, on one day in uh, you know the in February early in the month, uh, uh, he w- took a pair of scissors and he ran ran around downtown L.A. coming up behind coming up uh, behind guys with man buns and snip them off. He he ran up to about a dozen dudes in downtown L.A., which is probably not a smart thing to do. Uh, and just started lopping lopping off uh, dude's man buns. And they got him. Uh, He's being charged with, I think, uh, assault of some kind. But when they asked him uh, why he was doing it, uh, he said he was doing the Lord's work. Now, you can actually find that stuff in Scripture, that dudes shouldn't dress like women, and women shouldn't dress like chicks. Uh, But, you know, uh, I'm not encouraging anyone to assault a hippie. I'm not ask. I'm not it, it. But I don't want you running up behind some freaking hipster on Congress Ave and lopping off his lopping off his his man bug. I, I'm I'm not in, encouraging that sort of behavior. But it is kind of funny, isn't it? Don't we all hate guys with man buns? You know, I, I I'm just being. I I've had my hair long before. You know, in the '80s it was you know pretty much all shoulder length. Can't do it anymore because I look like Ben Franklin. But the man bun, you know, I'm a fairly feminine guy. I mean, my wife tells me this every day. I'm I'm certainly not the most macho dude on the planet. I I get that. But the man bun is a bridge too far for me, okay? You know, I drink herbal tea. I do. I watch long, sad, boring, black-and-white British movies. But you know what? The man bun, that's just too much. That's asking way too much of anybody. Because you know what? The only people who successfully wore man buns were Samurai, and they'd kick your ass and slice and dice you at the same time, okay? Some freaking nineteen-year-old hipster, uh, you know, who works at a recording studio in Austin with a man bun, wearing skinny jeans, smelling smelling like old patchouli, okay? A, 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 a shogun, you are not. All right, you're 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 not you're not a samurai. You're you're about as far from a samurai as you can possibly get, son. OK, you you don't know how to operate a wall thermostat. Okay, so your man bun doesn't make you look like a tough guy. It it really has the opposite effect. Again, I don't want to see people abused. Uh, I know it takes the average dude a fairly long time to grow the hair out long enough to have a man bun. But you don't look like a samurai. You look more like Aunt B from Mayberry. All right. Like a skinny, emaciated, undernourished version of... And an unhappy version of Aunt B from from uh, from the Andy Griffiths show. It's it's not a tough guy look. Doesn't make you look evolved. I know your high maintenance Karen hippie boy, uh girlfriend wants you to do it and thinks it's adorable, but she's trying to emasculate you. Okay, hippie chicks want to emasculate their men. The Democrats in general want to emasculate men, which is why they're all about turning men into girls right now really kind of covers all the bases as far as emasculating men in this country. So lose the man bun for crying out loud. We'll be right back.
1: Sean Ryma, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, uh, News Talk
0: 550 KTSA, FM 1071. The governor of Ohio, Mike uh, DeWine, is giving a press conference right now. Uh, in Columbus, James. I don't know if we're able to go to that live. It just began right before we uh, we went on the air. Uh, if that's possible, I'd like to listen to it. If not, that's cool. I I, I just was able to catch a, a couple of minutes here going into the show. And uh, what he's doing right now is he's got a he's got a map there that he put up that shows. I've got it, Sean. Is, do you have it? Let's go
2: ahead and take a listen. The took samples which were analyzed, and they in fact came back and were shown to be safe. You do not need to drink bottled water if you are on municipal water. If you get your water from a private well, you're encouraged to use bottled water until your water is confirmed to be safe. That again is just out of abundance of caution. Uh, To date, 38 private wells have been sampled. More private wells are scheduled for testing today. These samples, unfortunately, take a while to get it back from the lab. Uh, So we don't have any results back yet, but we expect them very, very soon to start coming coming back. Again, uh, to schedule testing for your private well, uh, call 330-849-3919. Let me talk now about the Ohio River. Uh, When we met earlier this week, the Ohio EPA discussed the chemical plume uh, in the Ohio River. Uh, I'm happy to report this morning that sampling has shown that the plume is now completely dissipated. Uh, It was never thought to be a threat, uh, but they could get slight detections. Uh, And I want to mention that uh, something I've learned during this is the, the Ohio River is monitored normally very extensively. Uh, and so they were able to pick up, before they were be able to pick up where that plume was, uh, it was never thought to be very high, never thought to be very dangerous, but they could detect it as it moved down river. Uh, now we're told that they cannot detect it at all. Uh, to give you some idea uh, of the numbers, The level of concern for this contaminant is 560 parts per billion Uh, readings yesterday when we could still get a reading on it uh, were under three parts per billion. So, again, level of concern 560 yesterday it was at three Uh, today it is at zero Uh, The levels at which this chemical was in the Ohio River uh, have always been very low. We're no longer getting readings at all. Uh, I'm told that some water systems along the Ohio River will close their water intake lines for the time being out of abundance of caution. We understand that; that's perfectly fine. But we do believe there is no reason to be concerned about water now from the Ohio River, and there's never really been a reason to concern. And we no longer can get any reading at all of this contaminant. Did you throw? Let me go to it? the local local creeks. Know that there's been some video played on on ah. TV uh, of circulating a visible physical contamination in one of the local waterways. A section of sulfur run that is very near the crash site remains severely contaminated. We knew this, we know this, Uh, it's going to take Uh, a while to remediate this. It will be remediated, remediated, but it's certainly a place to be avoided at this point. You think? Uh, Very soon after the crash, Sulfur Run was dammed. So the contamination in that part of the creek does not contaminate any of the other water. It was kept in there and and, and on hold. Uh, In fact, teams are pumping clean water from the point of the eastern dam, funneling it away from the contaminated section of the creek, and releasing it back into sulfur run at the western dam, so diverting it around uh, where the contamination uh, is. Uh, this, was, this occurred uh, early on, early on after the crash. Ah. This allows clean water to bypass the area of the derailment and prevents clean water from picking up contaminants and carrying them into other waterways. The remediation of the water in the direct area of the spill, Is going to take some time, just as it is taking some time to deal with the dirt. Um, This is not a simple process. We're encouraging people to continue to avoid that area. Now I know there's been a lot of questions about FEMA and calling in FEMA for aid. At this point, based on what FEMA has told us and continues to tell us, my Chief of Staff talked to them again this morning, we do not qualify for assistance. Although FEMA is synonymous with disaster support, they're most typically involved with disasters where there's tremendous home or property damage, tornadoes, flooding, hurricanes. That's why we do not expect that FEMA will come to East Palestine. However, to make sure that if in the future, if in the future FEMA is ever needed, uh, we want to preserve our rights to be able to ask them for help. Oh, Sorry. Right, right, sure I'm not going to air the whole thing. Yeah,
0: it's it's, it's, it's going to go on forever. And and this is, I think we kind of got the, the gist of what's going on here. And it's really not very different than what we've seen from day one with this thing. This is another thing that I think a whole lot of folks, including this schmuck, didn't think anybody was going to become a national story for some bizarre reason. And I know Mike DeWine is a Republican, but he ain't exactly sounding like one today, is he? Um, I don't know what your sense is, sort of, you know, following this, but I, I this this is the governor of the state. <laughs> this is the people of Ohio. This is this is your freaking governor, and he, he's not up there saying pal you know uh palestine we're with you we hear you you know we're going to we're going to do everything we can to make this right here's where we are right now but you know it, it, there's there's such a dismissiveness about this like i can't believe you're not listening to me i can't believe you're listening to this dude behind me he's wearing a lab coat hello it's fine you people are fine Quit your complaining. <laughs> you know, I mean, don't you get that feeling? You can't even see him, just hearing it in his voice. Physically, he looks like Paul Williams from Smokey in the Band. Doesn't he look like a schmucky version of Paul Williams? Where'd they get this guy? Uh, again, he's talking about particulates. Uh, they, we we heard this before, the water supply, that the the drinking water supply to palestine ohio uh comes from one uh container or one uh pool underground pool and all the other water is something different uh the creek water is different you know so some of you got wells get your well tested so there's no chance you're going to get any of this poison you're fine Listen, man, the air's fine. I don't care if you're getting headaches and rashes. I don't care if your throat's on fire. I don't care if your Labrador just fell over dead, okay? The air's fine. Look at the particulates. Look at the math. Okay, we we, we only got a little bit of poison per 500 billion particulates of air or, or units of air. Yeah, you silly rednecks, you're fine. Even the guy standing behind him—the dot—you can't see this—but on the TV coverage, the guy standing behind him with the with a lab coat has this look in his eye, like, oh, God, here we go. We got to do this all over. Do these people listen? Holy crap! I got some place to be. I got a golf course with my name on it." You know, I—and again, I'll, I'll take your calls on this two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Are are you just observing all this and, and you and I were not experiencing experiencing this firsthand? But aren't you kind of getting uh from all these people, whether it's Dewine or it's the EPA guy who, to his credit, went down there or went there yesterday. Didn't drink the water, but he went there. Uh apparently, that's what I'm being told. Uh Buttigieg, uh There's just such a dismissiveness about this, an almost an official, you know, uh, policy of of dismissiveness. And if you're a resident of this town and you're upset, (laughs) you're a little upset over the situation. You're the one with the problem. You're the one who's not trusting us. You're the one who's not listening. We've tested thirty eight private wells, man, and they're all clear. Have some H two O. You know, I mean, make some Kool-Aid with this crap. Uh again, you know, we 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 all are, are still kind of uh scratching our noggins over the you know this this uh this rail company that uh had absolute. you know, we're, we're too scared to go to the meeting the other day. We're too scared Big major corporation that can afford all kinds of security. They were scared of breathing the air. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike. Mike, how you doing?
3: Yeah, how you doing? Um yeah, um Yeah, that, that's what amazes me. I was just listening to that press conference that you had on. Uh the the governor of the state of uh Ohio ought to be ashamed of himself. The, he's basically sitting there lying to those people there's no way that they got all that chemical cleaned up in the amount of days that's gone by. And like I said, for him to tell the for him to for uh president or whoever tell the people in the in Ohio that uh that they don't qualify for FEMA, uh yet they still send and money to Ukraine is like a slap no. in the face to all those individuals. And they just basically telling these people a bunch of lies. Just like you said, that's the reason why the railroad people didn't show up. Because they know that the air is not good and the water is not good. Like you said before, they can afford security. They can they can afford, they can can afford keep those people in line so nobody right. will attack those people. They know what's in that city and that town, and they don't want nothing to do with it. So they're going to continue. If those people believe those lies, I'm just going to end my phone call by saying this. If I lived in that town right now, I'd be getting the hell out of there and finding somewhere else to live. And I thank you for taking my call today.
0: Thank you, Mike. It's always a great call. Thank you, sir. Let's take a break, and we'll go back to the phones and talk some more. 210-599-5555. at Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
1: San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
0: And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, uh, FM 1071. Uh, during the break there, um, and... Uh, uh, D- Governor Dewine uh, passed the torch, passed the mic to Doctor Vanderhoff, who is the director of the Ohio State uh, Ohio State Department of Health. At f- at first off, dude, can you lose the Bill Nye the Science Guy? It's like you, you got to have a freaking lab coat on. When you're, you know, if, as long as the dude's got a lab, guy's got a lab coat and a bow tie, you know what that means? Means he knows what he's talking about, Buster. Let me tell you something, champ. Let me tell you something, champ. Okay, listen, man, <laughs> not a joke. Guy's got a lab coat on and a bow tie. He's an expert, okay? You listen to what he has to say. And I actually did listen for a couple of minutes, and after he got done talking about what a great job the Department of Health has done uh, uh, in, in Palestine, uh, he he started off, I didn't, we, Harris Faulkner, God bless, her, cut away from the guy because it's wasted airtime on Fox. But I could kind of see where the whole thing was going. And uh, I think it's going to be another dealio like, you know, we just aren't explaining ourselves well enough. At the Department of Health, we need to do, to do a better job of explaining to you, silly rubes, just how freaking safe you are. We're just so sciencey, you know, and uh, if we could just uh, uh, talk at your level and be better with our messaging. I mean, I can't hear him, but I I, I bet that's kind of what I started to hear when Harris Faulkner cut away there right before we came back on the air. What a clown dance this whole thing is. Tragically so. Uh let's go to uh Aaron. Do we still have Aaron?
3: Hey, I think that they checked who those people voted for before they decided to help anything. I well, you know, I there
0: doesn't seem to be a rush to do anything for them. I mean, Dewine said they're going to put up some health department clinics, you know, or people, people could, so people can talk to an expert if they feel like they've been poisoned. Uh, but you're it. right. This is a, this was a, this was a Trump stronghold, and that I don't know if that speaks to Dewine. He looks like he's just a freaking you know establishment moron, uh, possibly you know not a very good Republican. I don't know, but. Thank you, judge It's it's painfully obvious that that guy doesn't want anything to do with this, and I I guarantee you the politics of it come into it. I don't think they thought this was going to be going to become a national story, and it damn near didn't. Uh, and I appreciate the call, Aaron. It it almost didn't. Uh I first heard it. This happened uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think February second or something like that. No, no, that's I now I'm thinking I'm getting balloons and trains mixed up in my head. But it, it it didn't happen this week. It happened sometime at the beginning of the month. And I didn't start and I I do talk radio. I got my noggin in the news every single stinking day. And and I didn't uh hear anything really uh beyond very little until frankly this past Monday. And the only reason I found out about it was because my wife had seen the video of the reporter uh, being uh, uh, knocked, you know, taken down to the ground by the cops there for reporting about this uh, outside of a DeWine appearance talking about this. You and I, no, I think it was Tuesday, actually. And if you remember, we didn't hear anything about this from Buttigieg. Uh, and it wasn't until that video of the reporter started to circulate online that you just, I, I remember tracking it throughout the day, you know, i or I heard about it in the morning or the night before, I think, when my wife was talking about it, or maybe it was that morning. Uh, and then, uh, start news outlet. News outlets started picking up, picking it up uh, over the next few hours. And by the time, by the time you got to Buttigieg, who was appearing somewhere in D.C. at that point, you started talking about white people in construction hats and hard hats. This story was breaking wide open. It was everywhere. And to his credit, I think Jesse Waters. Uh, that evening or late afternoon was the first person that really did a big old fat segment on it and had uh, a resident uh, that he interviewed from from Palestine. But they, I don't think any of them thought anybody was going to think about this. I, I, this is what I think happens with a lot of these uh, political animals who are swamp dwellers. Is they don't have the intellectual capacity. To empathize with people, and they certainly don't have the depth to imagine that other people who matter might disagree with them so and I'm just speculating here, but in their in their minds, oh no one's going to give a give a crap about this bunch of working class rubes in this stupid little town. let's just be quiet about it. From their perspective, I, I guarantee you that's that's how they view this stuff. Oh, these silly rednecks. Well, people care a lot more than they realize. And suddenly it's a national freaking story, and you're the freaking Secretary of Transportation, who's gay. Don't forget that. And how did how did the uh Secretary of Transportation initially respond to this? after it broke as a national news story and everybody's talking about it suddenly? He tweets. He tweets. And uh, what's the most recent estimation of what has happened in Palestine, Ohio by the uh, Secretary of Transportation, who, again, is freaking gay? Uh, Because I guess that matters. (laughs) It does now, right? Um well, you know, we've had all a thousand derailments this year. A lot of attention is being paid to Palestine, Ohio, but holy crap, we got I'm paraphrasing, but this is basically what he said. Holy crap, we got a derailment every damn day. In other words, what's so special about this one? Wow. That tells you all you ever need to know about this guy, Pete Buttigieg, who's gay. 210 599 5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
1: Anywhere. Anywhere,
0: Anytime. anytime.
1: And it's just wherever you need it. You can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: I'm Sean. You have some little Enos audio. We were talking about the governor Dewine and how he looks like Paul Williams. It's uh, like, like a
1: legend
0: a and an. out like a legend and an out of bum look a lot alike, Daddy. <laughs> That's funny, man. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, it, 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 as far as Governor Dewine and uh, the uh, director of the Department of Health and you know in the state of Ohio, Doctor Labcoat Coat, there uh, hey, everything's fine. Why don't you people stop complaining? Trust us. Just drink. If you're got a well, get it tested. You'll be all right. FEMA can't. Yeah. Oh yeah. FEMA. Uh, we, we they don't qualify. Uh, for FEMA because it's not a tornado or a hurricane or an earthquake. But according to Governor Dewine, they're going to keep the. Uh, they're going to keep it open for asking. Again. We may ask again. He says. Wait a minute. Now let's let's ponder that just for a second. Then I'll get back to Don Lemon sucking. Okay. Uh, Governor Dewine said, I, "I just heard it that uh, there, you know, FEMA. We don't qualify right now, but if that changes in the future, uh, we reserve the right to apply again." Well, if everything's okay, why would they have to apply again? It ain't never been done before, hot shot. I guess not. So it kind of sounds to me like they're worried about the situation getting worse, which means nothing's fine at all. Anyway, Don Lemon also uh, has tweeted uh, an apology. And and remember, this whole whether women are in their prime or not, or they're not in their prime, was all about Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is 51. I'm 56. 51 is now young to me. Uh, and, uh, in the tweet, this is what Don Lemon tweets, the reference I made to a woman's prime this morning was inartful and irrelevant, as colleagues and loved ones have pointed out, and I regret it. A woman's age doesn't define her either personally or professionally. Hey, thanks, Don, for clearing that up for us. He says, I have countless women in my life who prove that every day. No, you. Don't. Oh, you don't have any women in your life. You're a gay guy. Um, well, it's great. what what's not in that in that tweet there? What what, what is strikingly absent from that tweet? Uh, oh, right, an apology to Nikki Haley. In other words, he's a typical Democrat puke. He's a t- typical liberal puke. He really doesn't think he did anything wrong. He regrets it though, because he might get his ass fired as a result. But he was inartful. I, I saw the word inartful, and I started wondering, is that actually a word? And I looked it up, because I'm like that. I'm one of those guys. Most always curious about whether words exist or what their meaning is. Inartful is a word. In fact, let me uh, type it into my phone one more time here. Inartful definition. Awkwardly expressed, but not necessarily untrue. So, given the fallout we're seeing, I, I was thinking at first that this was kind of a... And Dre had brought up this idea, and I thought it was brilliant that this is a, a ploy to get people to watch the damn show. Because the show sucks. They're not getting any audience. Yeah. He's only on this stupid morning show because he couldn't make it in the evening. He had killed that audience in whatever time slot he had there. And they got to put butts in the seats. So, how about a little controversy? But it, more and more, I'm thinking no Don Lemon's just an arrogant dumbass (laughs) and people want his ass fired and when people start talking about firing your ass to corporate bigwigs you usually get fired but uh, at the same time if we really look at that tweet he he doesn't exactly seem like he's too concerned about anything so maybe not maybe it is just a ploy to get butts in the seats and get people to watch a show that ordinarily nobody wants to watch because Don Lemon sucks. But this is where we are right now. Now, I'm going to expand this into a a bigger idea. Um, Pete Buttigieg sucks at his job as Secretary of Transportation. Why? Well, A, he has no personal or professional expertise in rail, traffic, (laughs) <laughs> you know, traffic uh, intensity or or patterns, uh, air, you know, he doesn't seem to know much about the airline industry. He he doesn't seem to know much about transportation in general. Uh, and, B, he's deeply political. In fact, every transportation issue that comes to him or that he, he chooses to make it look like he's doing his job has to do with woke crap and race crap. The highways are racist. <laughs> you know, white dudes doing construction in a black neighborhood, that's racist. He's gay. And uh, uh, he sucks at his job. He checks off all the boxes. And I think we're going to see more of this. Uh, Kareem Jean Clouseau, you know, the press secretary, sucks at her job. She is the worst. I mean, she, and I say this quite often, Jen Sackey was very good at the job. She was the... Uh, the press secretary for the Defense Department for a long time, significant time. I mean, she is a good press secretary. She's just, you know, speaking in absolute bullcrap. She's she's passing on, Jen Psaki would pass on the lies of the administration to you and defend them quite artfully, artfully, even though she was full of crap. Karine, uh Jean, Corrine you know, Perrier or whatever her freaking name is the only qualification she has for that job obviously is that she's a black lesbian. We we already know that law enforcement uh the military uh probably uh all manner of industry in this country right now are about the business of lowering standards whether they're employment standards physical standards, expertise standards, knowledge standards. They're lowering standards to purposefully, in their minds, get more black people and preferably more black gay people to uh, get into medical, you know, medicine, get into being a doctor, lawyer, you know, law enforcement, whatever. Because in the deep cynicism of the swamp, you know, people of color just, you know, well, they're always a little bit behind, aren't they? So box checking, I think, uh, at some point is going to lead to, and maybe we're already there and I just don't realize it, to really a, 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 a lowering of standards across the board in that you may someday have a surgeon operating on you who isn't quite as good as surgeons used to be, but the surgeon checks off some boxes. Well, it's not going to matter anyway, because the damn computers will be taking over and doing everything anyway. AI is going to be, we'll all be enslaved to AI at some point. Don Lemon, too. Good times. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. 599 It's Sean on news Talk 550 KTSA.
1: Traffic and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. These are important moments, and this is news on Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
0: Hey, it's Sean, News Talk 550 KTSA, getting ready to wrap here. i got to get something in quick here at the end because my wife just made an observation that uh, I want to put out there. Because uh, she, she's sitting next to me while I'm doing the show here the, the last half hour. Um, you know all these commercials for Camp Lejeune? You hear them on the radio and you, you we just saw one on TV. Got a lot of lawyers. There's a lot of people who are getting sick from Camp Lejeune. Uh, because back in the mid-80s, they had some poisoned water, some contaminated water, uh, like 30-odd years ago. And a lot of those people are just now getting sick. And so they're getting lawyers and going after, I guess, Camp Lejeune or whoever they think poisoned. I haven't followed it, so I don't know exactly how this all started, but it's all about contaminated water. And my wife made the observation that, Uh, When you, whenever you see one of these commercials, they show uh, some video of the water, and oddly, it looks just like the water, the creek water, out of Palestine, Ohio, and it's like, like I said, several decades later, and people are just now getting sick. Uh, Again, as I pointed, it's fascinating, don't you think? And uh, as I pointed out a little while ago, oddly, the governor of Ohio is reserving the right to go back to FEMA, and and they're not. We don't. They don't qualify now. But he said, you know, I reserve the right to repetition FEMA uh, on uh, the situation. Well, if everything's okay, why would he have to reserve that right? Why would he have to leave that on the table? I mean, one could say, I guess, that he's trying to make the people feel good. Like, well, we can still go back to FEMA if it gets worse. Well, why would it be? You you keep telling us, and your guy with the lab coat there from the uh, State Department of Health keeps saying everything's fine. <laughs> why would there need to be any future consideration for FEMA? You now, again, the quote Cat Tim from last night, this is bad. This is really, really bad. Uh what, and I'm not—I don't mean to leave the show in a bummer here on a Friday, because we can all, you know, once the show's wrapped, you know, Markley Van Camp and Markley Robinson Van Camp, I'm sure, will be talking about a lot of this stuff. But what is going on? We had another big old fire in uh, in Florida, in Kissimmee, Florida, where a factory that produces plastic containers for plants uh, somehow caught fire, and all that plastic uh, was burning. We had another derailment uh train derailment uh in Detroit yesterday. What's going on <laughs> you know I mean what seriously we're, we're we're the FAA is landing all flights in America uh for some computer glitch a few weeks ago. It really does kind of make you think. But again, it's it's as long as a guy in a la, a freaking lab coat is 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 telling you the information that makes it a Buttigieg needs to put on a lab coat, man. If you want people to believe you, put on a freaking lab uh, lab coat. Odd that Fauci never wore one, because you know that really is when you know you're dealing with somebody serious, and especially you know I I, I haven't heard the guy's voice. Well, I heard it briefly. The uh, the director of the Department of Health in Ohio. He doesn't have a British accent. It's even better when you have a British accent and you're wearing a lab coat. Then you're really telling the truth with a bow tie. So once again, it's been a very strange day in the news uh, or strange week in the news. Uh, the only thing I can tell you about the state of affairs on planet Earth is it's making it very easy to prep for a talk show because <laughs> you always have more than you could possibly use. Um, just briefly, the guy that nobody on planet Earth except for his immediate family gives a crap about, a guy in uh, Palmdale, California, uh, the new thing is to saw off these catalytic converters underneath cars. Dude was underneath a big old pickup truck in Palmdale and was sawing off the catalytic converter. What he was unaware of is that the woman who owned the truck was sleeping in the truck at the time he was trying to steal her catalytic converter, Uh, she heard the sawing noise and woke up and, well, turned the the truck on and backed up, ran over the guy. He's dead. And you know what's funny about that? The only people who care about that guy are his immediate family because the rest of us are going, well, dude. (laughs) If that's how you're going to make a living getting underneath people's cars and stealing their catalytic converters, you might get your ass run over, you know. Uh, do we? Did, did we not all see that? Did James, did we not all see that story and go, well, that's karma for you? I didn't flinch once. I mean, did any of us feel bad for the guy? No. We're all like, <laughs> Well, you know, that's kind of what you get. We got people doing that crap around here. You see the stories on the neighborhood websites. These idiots are getting underneath cars and sawing off these catalytic converters. You know, you see him on Facebook, you know, let's make this guy famous because somebody got a video or a picture of the guy doing it. This guy was doing it and they, she's backed and she's not obviously hasn't been pressed. Nobody's pressing charges against her. She's uh, she was all the stories I've read. She's called the victim victim woke up, turned on her truck and backed out of the parking space and heard a thump. Gets out of the truck and there's a dude underneath her tires. Well, I don't know. What do you think the retirement plan is? What, what's the uh, is there a is there a 401k for catalytic converter thieves? Did they get Medicaid, Medicare? I, I'm just wondering. Is there some kind of cushion for these people, for on-the-job hazards? So anyway, that, that 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 guy, he's dead now, and he doesn't realize how famous he is. But he's the one guy on planet Earth that everybody goes. Yeah, well, he sort of had it coming. He sort of brought that on himself. Have a good weekend. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.
2: It ain't never been done before. Hot shot.